Legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. The guest series continues this week with TikTok superstar oh, wow. and comedic genius Ruben Solo. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. It's so lovely to be here. It's, it's such a rush to hear uh, the podcast intro in person. Are you a listener of the pod, Ruben? Uh, I'm a... I'm a uh, uh, I'm a sometimes listener. I You're a say, sometimes yeah. listener. Mm. I appreciate that honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mate, good to have you. Obviously, we are kind of like arch enemies. Mm. I often receive uh, vile messages from people who listen to my <laughs> podcast, sort of implying that you stole guest of the year from me yeah. on the Luke and Lewis show. Yep. A lot of people saying the vote was, in fact, corrupt. Mm. A lot of people saying your ponytail is not even real. Yep. What are That's your thoughts so on that? Well, it's so interesting you bring that up and you've had people message you because I have to say since the incident, I've heard absolutely nothing. Uh, it's been all roses on my side of the fence, personally. Well, traditionally, mate, when you do <laughs> rob someone, you, you don't tend to bring it up again, do you? You sort of just keep quiet and just think, wow, we've got away with that. Mm. <laughs> Whereas those who have been sort of, you know, the justice hasn't fallen on their side. We have to yeah. be a bit lippier, mate. Sure, I see what you're saying. No robbing has occurred. I, I guess i got to... Got to put that out. Uh, so you're saying you're saying in response to the corruption accusations, <laughs> yes, for guest of the year on the Luke and Lewis podcast, uh-huh. of which I was runner up two years in a two row. Two years in a row. Yep. You're saying no to those allegations. I'm saying no to those allegations. I would say, in fact, the common denominator of you being runner up twice is, in fact, you. Okay. <laughs> Let me take that on board. Yeah. Just a bit of feedback. Bit of feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying I'm just an eternal runner-up? Yeah, I would say it could be. It could be. Well, I tell you what, I didn't mind being runner-up. Yeah, the first the first time. time. <laughs> the first time was fine because I didn't fucking fly to Melbourne <laughs> for the yeah. award show, and mm. so they, uh, you know, they flew me to Melbourne. Pretty ritzy Jetstar flight, but still, flew to Melbourne. And they didn't tell me or Ruben mm. who won the guest of the year award on Luke and Lewis, and. I got to say, dude, I spent most, if not my whole trip down, writing my acceptance <laughs> speech. And I had like, I was like literally Damn. on this Jetstar flight, like jazzed. Did you? Because <laughs> I, 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 I had a few digs at you, but I was like, had digs at everyone, you know? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. friendly Geordies, you piece of shit. Like, you know, like just get into anyone who was nominated right. for the award. I would have loved to have heard it. Did you manage to weave any of it into your, your non-acceptance speech? Well, no, because... <laughs> So that, that's the, the thing. It wasn't, didn't really call for it at the time, did it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't well, sorry, in the 17 seconds before I was literally tackled by a bouncer <laughs> on stage. This was the worst part about, okay, it's one thing not to win. Okay, you think I've never lost before in my life? Dude, yeah, I've fucking lost. Okay, I've had a crush on a bird in year nine. I've felt rejection. Okay, this isn't the first time I've been runner-up in a situation. Here's the thing, though. They go... <laughs> Firstly, also, I've flowed there. You, mm. You've taken a 15-minute drive. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I've already put more of myself <laughs> on the table. Yeah, more's on the line. More of me on the line. <laughs> and then, so they go, all right, so we won't tell you who wins. Yeah. But whoever doesn't win has to rush the stage mm. and make a huge commotion. They did sort of suggest that, yeah. Oh, it wasn't. They said, they said make a scene. They said make a scene. Yeah. There's that great photo of like me pushing <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. I look like deranged. <laughs> Also, they did not tell me to wear anything specific, and I chose to wear like a Lowe's Christmas shirt with a tie. Yeah, um, that's festive. Which I 
you know, I guess would have looked cooler if I won. But <laughs> but anyway, so then not only do <laughs> a Christmas shirt on a loser is a bad. Uh, oh, dude, it's a bad attire, dude. A Christmas shirt on a loser, <laughs> not as fucking festive. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that it lends a certain sadness to the scene. Oh, one hundred percent. So then I've lost, and then now I have to sprint on stage. <laughs> And carry on like an absolute fuckwit yeah. and get tackled by an enormous <laughs> mining man. He was about 180 kilos. I think they flew him in from the mines just to tackle me. <laughs> Horrendous, dude. But how did uh, how did that win feel for you, mate? Uh, it felt great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew it was uh, I knew it was uh, me or you, and uh, and I had I had a strong inkling it was me just because I'd sort of pushed on my Instagram. Yep. Um, and a lot of people had uh, voted for me, so. Yes, okay. Got all the so Russian bots on my side. A lot of Russian bots. Hard to lose against very, the Russians. Very analytical response, Ruben. Mm. You you were confident because more people had voted for you than had voted for me. So that's... That's pretty much what it comes down to at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, mate, you it? are... <laughs> all I had was fucking a bit of self-belief and a Hail Mary. But but you are... Mate, you won. And also, here's the thing. So you won, mm. which is great for you, mate. Yeah. But now the podcast does not exist anymore. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're the last winner ever. I'm the last winner ever, and I made a bit of a big deal about it. I'm pretty happy. Oh, mate, you carried on like an absolute cunt <laughs> afterwards. To be completely candid, sorry to get so blue, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, you were running your mouth after that victory, mate. Mm, mm, I sure was. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what, what, what else we have to say. Let's put it to bed, mate. Put it behind us. You know, I'm trying to put it behind me. Um, it's, it's an eternal win. What, what, what do you want me to say on the subject, really? You lost. I, I mean, know. <laughs> I hate the finality of you've, it. That's what I'm saying. You brought me onto your podcast to complain about how I beat you in a people-voted contest. Oh, mate, that's what these guest episodes are all about, <laughs> airing out grudges. <laughs> it's bad. You thought this was a fun hang? This is a bait and switch, it's my friend. It's an ambush. Yeah, I, I, this is for me to uh, let stuff out that's been burning me up for six months. But uh, but no, mate. But obviously, you've been on the on the road mm. as well, Ruben. Mate, you I and have. me uh, have been sort of kindred road dog spirits, mm. crisscrossing all over we this have. great nation, yeah. playing eighty seaters like they owe us fucking favors. <laughs> and uh, mate, how's it's a great mate, number? This is your first uh, first tour, mm. but you opened for Luke last year. Yes, everywhere, Luke Kidgel. Mm-hmm. I think he's playing a fucking arena somewhere right Jesus now. Jesus Christ. I'm so sad I missed that tour, dude. Yeah, you you went on dude, the wrong tour. I went on the wrong tour. I missed it by You year. went on the tour where he was like blowing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, now, and all the hard work, you know, has been done by Ruben. <laughs> and then next year, that Luke Kidgel is a certified oh. megastar. There's that, there's that fucking... That lippy little prick, what's his name? Blake Pavey. Blake Pavey Going all over in. the country to sold out shows little with a smile fucker. on his face. <laughs> Talking about how he's got two weeks to live. We get it, mate. Okay, we fucking get it. But, mate, you've done the wrong tour. But how are you yeah. finding out there? You're liking it? Or is it like a grind? Or Yeah, it's good. I, I'm enjoying it more and more. It was, uh, it, it's, it's been a lot. It's been like a hassle. Like, as I'm sure you know, like booking how your so? own tour. Oh, booking it, yeah. Manager. Yeah. Like, because I'm just, yeah, I'm doing everything myself. And as do uh, I, mate. As do I. You do everything yourself as well. That's true. That's true. Mate, um, the administration is just a bitch. It's a bitch. Yeah, I'm finding the biggest thing is that it's not that people will be like venue bookers will be like no we don't want to book you it's just they like won't reply mm, mm. and then you're like well I'm, I'm I don't want to approach this shitter venue 
Because then you go to the second choice venue mm. and they're like, mate, Friday the 11th, it'd be an honour to have you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, cool. And then the next day, but it's like three weeks later, the original guy's like, yeah, we could maybe do something. And it's like, i, I tell you what God I want to see. I want to see the inboxes of comedy venue bookers mm. and small artist venue bookers because the way they fail to get back to you in a timely manner, mm. it's like, I'm sorry, are you running a hedge fund? <laughs> yeah, what's At on? Mr. Exactly. McGee's weekly open mic? Have you got like 4,000 emails to get through? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a mystery, isn't it? It's fucking shithouse, mate. But apart from the admin, how are you mm. finding it? Good, yeah. yeah. Once you get on stage, it's just been, it's been great. I've been... Because I, I, I realistically have not been doing stand-up that long. How long Certainly have you been not, doing it? Uh, I started doing consistently right at the start of 2020. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, and that didn't last very long, obviously, because there's a pandemic. Oh, yeah, it's 2022. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, bad time so, to start. Bad time to start, yeah. But I feel like I'm getting, I'm like starting to enjoy it more. You know what I mean? Like it's I think less stressful. Less stressful and just like being on stage, there's... Because I think for a long time, I was just like very like in my own head about it and like really like I'm performing and just like thinking about everything that's happening on stage and thinking about everything that's happening in the crowd. But I feel like now I'm starting to get like a bit more, loosen up a little bit more and enjoy it. Riffing a bit, mm-hmm. riff raffing, et cetera. There is yeah. a lot going on out there. I don't think people realize. <laughs> I don't think people fucking realize, <laughs> mate. That's true. You don't. Yeah. You know, because you just sort of see one person up there on stage, but it's like. Yeah, but like they it's might just see you t- telling a joke. Mm. And you're like, oh, I was walking down the street the other day. But in reality, you're doing the material. Yeah. Then you're thinking, what's next? Yeah. Then you're thinking, this guy's talking. Yeah. But it's too early in the show for me to have a massive go at him. Yeah. Even though <laughs> I, want, I want to kill this man. But it's seven minutes into the show and the crowd doesn't like me enough yet. Yeah. But in 15 <laughs> minutes time, I'm about to literally walk down there and choke this man out myself. <laughs> And then, and then you're thinking, oh, in three jokes time, mm. I've got like an abortion bit. Yeah. But they didn't laugh, they didn't at, like, yeah, they this, didn't laugh this edgy bit four bits ago. Yeah. So we're going to push the abortion bit back. <laughs> this guy's still talking. I miss my ex-girlfriend. And you're still doing the material. <laughs> yeah, while yeah, While you're yeah. thinking it's of all this going, stuff. It's still going. Yeah, dude. Second Sydney show I did, I, um, my second Sydney show was like an all-ages, well, not an all-ages show. It was, it was one where you could bring under 18s too because my other two so what's it like doing an all ages show well yeah so it's interesting it it wasn't all ages so you had to bring like an over you had to bring essentially a parent oh okay right but my other two sydney shows were 18 plus restricted restricted yeah yeah so this was the only show where like if you were a minor you could feasibly attend yeah i saw you advertise that so weird vibe because it was mainly like do you have a lot of underage fans yeah, I guess enough. I have a, yeah, a reasonable amount, I suppose. Because I don't know if I have any. Like, I get, get the odd message of people mm. saying, um, you know, is it all ages? Yeah. But I always just say, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but but if I, if I, like, if there was, like, an extra 30 people that were going to turn up to the show. Yeah, yeah, If they're, like, yeah. 16, 17, it's chill. But once you get a bit younger than that, it's like, yeah, it's I weird. don't know, dude. Like, it's getting a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, also, sure. it's the parent. Mm. Here's the thing, I like I I would have I would do comedy to 115 year olds. I reckon that'd be sick, you know. Yeah, they get it. They understand humor. They're all watching pornography, you know, sex videos, etc. That's fine, but if they have to bring their parent, mm. it's not good for the vibe. 
It is not. It's not good. That's, it's very true. So what was your experience with it? Well, yeah, it was a bit weird. So it was, it was mainly minors and their parents. The Some of the parents clearly weren't into it. Uh, That's the other thing. Because <laughs> then, it's, then it's like it's like every second crowd member is like a 60-year-old woman. Yeah, yeah. Hardly the demo. Hardly the demo. I, I, I was lucky because most of my material is like, apart from the swearing, it's pretty clean. Like, I don't really go blue. I was about to say, you're pretty pretty clean. I do have one part that's like blue and I just cut it. Like, on the fly, I cut it. I was doing the show. I was like, oh, I yeah. can't do this. So, yeah, I really sort of the show went off the rails at that point because I had to like figure out like, fuck, what's in it? Like, what, what becomes after this usually? And like, oh, and then like later in the show, there was a callback to it. I was like, fuck, <laughs> did it anyway? Got yeah. nothing. I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> 100% dude. That's like, uh, it is weird. I, one year at Adelaide Fringe, this is before COVID. Mm. And my, I was doing an Adelaide Fringe. I did like five shows. This is like 20. This is my first ever uh, tour. Yeah. I just did Perth and Adelaide and Sydney and Brisbane, I think. And Sydney was great. And uh, Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth were uh, quite traumatic, I would say. (laughs) It was poorly attended. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So I'm doing Adelaide Fringe and I'm just selling like no tickets. Mm. And I'm only playing like a 30 seat room as well. So I'm like, fuck, I just get like 15 people. Yeah. It's kind of cranking. Um, but anyway, so they said, do you want to be added to the Adelaide Fringe family and friends discount list? Mm. And so I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck if I have to pay yeah. people. <laughs> Just get some, get some people get to this some show. goddamn bums on the seats, And dude. so I thought it was like, I don't know, like friends of the Adelaide Fringe. Yeah. But it was like the, it was like friends of Adelaide Fringe, but the family database. Yeah. So like they added my show to like this G-rated... Right thing of shows family well, and friends can come to that's see. That's frankly something. irresponsible. So I didn't, I didn't know any of this. So I just rock up to my like, I think it was a, like a Saturday night show or a Sunday, mm. and there was like twenty people there. So yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. And it's a tiny room, so you can like see everyone. And there was like two like ten year olds in the crowd. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I'm like. My energy is like, what are you doing here? Yeah. But then they're like, what are you doing up there? <laughs> like, I'm like swearing. I'm talking about um, probably sucking people off yeah, and stuff, you yeah. know, this sort of stuff. Uh, sexual, sexual nature, drugs, the whole thing. And then I was doing exactly what you were doing, mm-hmm. editing on the fly, like yeah. taking swear words out, yeah, yeah. skipping bits. Yeah. And also this was... Uh, I had no opener, so I'm doing the doing the hour solo. Twenty minute show. Oops. My first hour show, no opener, which was fine. I didn't want one, but mm. it's not like I've got all this extra material yeah, yeah, yeah. in the back. Yeah. So I'm cutting I'm cutting bits from shows, and I have to make up the time riffing. So now I'm like riffing my fucking face <laughs> off, dude. Riffing with ten year olds. Yeah, like just going nuts, and like it was. Also, I was think I was like 23 at the time. Mm-hmm. Baby face, long locks. I was pretty likable back then. Yeah. So it ended up being okay, but it was pretty stressful. Yeah. You know? And it's it's uncomfortable because the kid is having the... It, here's the thing. A lot of the time the parents are like, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid is having the worst yeah. time of their life. <coughs> yeah. Uh, like, we should have a rule stand up... 
no one below the age of 16. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, I, but because I, I even hosted um this Sydney Comedy Festival showcase and it was, like, streamed live to TikTok. Mm. So that was a whole thing. But then in the front row I'm hosting, there was an 11-year-old. Right. And this was just the Sydney Comedy Festival Best of the Festival Showcase. That's not good at all. Why are you bringing an 11-year-old? This kid was not enjoying it. Of course. He was freaking out, dude. Everyone's talking about, like, vaginas and stuff. Yeah. We have an 11-year-old boy here with his mum. Yeah, it's fine to be an 11-year-old and hear that stuff, but not when you're with your mum. Oh, dude, it's like it's like when you're watching a film with your parents yeah. and there's, like, some wild sex scene. Yeah. And you're like... Awful. I watched... um. Good Luck Chuck with my parents. Right. And basically, it's a Dane Cook film. Oh. So as a man of taste, you probably haven't seen it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's so funny because oh, basically everyone he has sex with gets married like six months later. That's a funny premise. So he's, his name is Chuck. Yeah. Good Luck Chuck. Yeah. You know, you, if you oh, that's very fuck clever. Chuck, <laughs> it's good luck. Chuck's a good luck fuck. And anyway, <laughs> so basically the local women in the area get get whiff of this mm. and they basically all start ravenously having sex with him. And there's a bit of a montage about an hour into the film right. of Chuck just nailing birds. And it's like MA 15 plus, like we're seeing everything. Yeah. yeah. And I watched that with my parents and Jesus. I probably was like a four minute montage moved out. Oh my God. Dude. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Just complete silence. Mm. And I was like 18. Yeah. And I hated that. Yeah. 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 And this kid's 11. Yeah, dealing with this shit. Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't allow tickets to be sold to him. Really? No, I don't think so. Would you do another all ages show? Or yeah, I would just be more. I think next year I will probably just book shows that are like uh, you can bring eight, under eighteen if you want. Like I won't have any restricted shows, so that if I so I don't have to add shows specifically for minors. If yeah. That makes okay. Sense. I've never yeah. even been asked how. Is this a restricted show or not? Right. Yeah. Well, do certain venues do all ages places or or an all like an actual all ages venue is very rare because it basically needs to have no bar. So yeah, it needs right. to be like I think maybe some theaters will do it if they yeah. don't have a bar. Um, but apart from that, it's almost always going to be like uh, at minimum you need a parent. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And how's the travel been treating you? You're a Jetstar man? Uh, yes. Well, here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a club Jetstar man. I'm in the club. You're in the club? I'm in the goddamn club. Dude, man. I'm not even in the club. <laughs> oh, we were talking about this before, but, mate, Tiger Airways, one yeah. of the first to go during COVID. Crushing. I, I would have taken a bullet for Tiger Airways. Absolutely. So what is uh, being in club Jetstar? Because I've seen the ads. Mm, they pop mm, up when mm. I'm booking my, my flight to Adelaide mm. one way. And what 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 does being in Club Jetstar afford you? Sorry, hold that question one second. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, traditionally this is a solo podcast. I suppose I'll just keep things moving along. Uh, Ruben's off the back of a bit of COVID here, and I don't know if you can hear that. This kid is this kid is hocking up stuff you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy, dude. You know, sort of stuff you'd spit off a bridge and hope to hit a a Ford Fiesta driving past at pace. But uh, but he seems to be on the mend, and and looking forward to his return. Here he comes. 
Don't worry, mate. There's no dead air on the Get Around Me podcast. Oh, really? Had my fingers crossed you are going to edit all that out, but here we are. Mate, if you are on Kyle and Jackie O, they would (laughs) have kicked you off for that, mate. But Uh, not here. Yes. Oh, yeah, so Club Jetstar. Club Jetstar. What does being in Club Jetstar afford Uh, you? I haven't honestly looked into it too much. I was just booking some flights one day, and they... It popped up and it was like, you save money. Because it costs like $55 or something. For the year? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And it was like, if you join the club right now, like just on these flights you're buying, you'll save money. I was like, all right, fair enough. What so, are we talking here? 11 bucks? I'll, I'll keep going up. You tell me where to start. <laughs> I don't know specifically how much. But if you, whenever you, if you buy a flight, like it'll... All, a lot of the flies will have a specific club jet star price. Usually you're saving like, you know, five bucks or whatever it is. Oh, fucking no. So but not here's a lot. the thing for the listener. Oh, you think, oh, five bucks. Who gives a shit? Mm. Let me tell you this. If you fly jet star, yeah. you do give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact demographic of people who give a shit. Dude, yeah. they've got us in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they go, if we offer these absolute losers $6 off their flights, <laughs> they'll do almost anything. <laughs> And the funniest part is you're going to rock up to the airport. That thing's going to be cancelled anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think it, the airline thing is such like a nice little uh, marker of your career. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're coming mm. in on a Jetstar plane. You're like, you're like, yeah, this is sick. But then like maybe the next year you start flying Virgin. Mm. I, don't even, I don't even know anyone. I swear when I was a kid, we would like fly to Perth or Adelaide. We would fly Qantas. Yeah. I swear it was like more of a normal thing normal people did. Now, I'm pretty sure only billionaires can fly Qantas. Yeah, well, you probably, I don't know. I don't know. What do your parents, your parents fly? What do they usually fly when they fly? They don't really fly. Right. We yeah. were like visiting family twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel like I've taken some Qantas flights in my childhood, in my youth. Yeah, I don't think I've had more. a, I don't think I've ever been on a Qantas plane without my dad paying for it. Mm. Because it's like, it's just so stupid. It's like, it's like, so you can either do 150 return to Melbourne, seat's a little cramped, mm. or you could do 670 return to Melbourne yeah. on a Qantas plane. Yeah. And you're like, oh, just, it's I'm, like, I'm not like a mathematics whiz, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, really. Yeah. Like how much do you value leg room? Not hundreds of dollars. Dude, literally. Ridiculous. And <sighs> I don't, I, I think it's only millionaires who fly Qantas now. Yeah. But anyway. Mm. Anyway, dude, we're in your... Um, I want to ask you about your sketches. Oh, please. Because like, kind of in awe of your sketches, but also it's kind of like an interesting thing because no one really does what you do. Mm. They're very unique. Oh, thank you. Thank like you. you do these character sketches, but you play every character. Yeah. But they're kind of like riddles. <laughs> like, yeah, that's interesting. Like, that's a, that's and, a fun way to put it. And also like the video editing is like also kind of a feature of the sketch. Yeah. Because they're so well cut up. Thank you. And also like sometimes I'm watching them and like, oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry this, this is how like I tried to reenact the video and he almost destroyed your microphone. But um, it's, it's just fucking weird. I reckon if you put me in a room for like a thousand years, I couldn't come up with one of your <laughs> sketches. Like I think your brain just works in like a different way. Yeah, yeah. It's possibly. interesting. Like how do you come up with them? Well, they're very dif- they are very difficult to come up with. I'm sure you could come up with them as well. It just it basically just takes a long time. So um, basically, this this might be a, a hack opinion. Yeah, hit me. But basically, the whole thing is like every sketch has a big twist. Yes. So yes. how do you come up with these twists? All right, I'll walk you through the the, Boys, the writing process. Please. All right. 
I come up with a concept, uh, which is usually, it might be like a, like a well-known phrase. It might be some sort of a situation that's happening. It might be a trope like of cinema. Um, I'll give you an example. Like a, an example is uh, like uh, uh, gullibles written on the ceiling or something. You know, that oh, yeah, sort I saw of that one, childhood yeah. thing. I think I've done two with that. That's a concept. So I've got, I've got a concept there. Okay. And then I'm going to come up with a, an initial punchline that creates sort of the premise of the sketch, I guess. That's sort of like, oh, this is, this is what's funny about this situation. This character is acting weird or something like this. So can you just go through one of the gullible sketches? Because yeah. I know you've done that one before. Yeah. Can you just sort of explain it and like explain the sketch as it goes? Sure, or sure, do sure. you not remember? No, let me, uh, well, if we can do that, let me pick a better one. Give okay. One second. Because this is pretty interesting and no one else is really doing like this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like highly produced one man sketches. Yes. It's kind of its own thing. Yeah. Do, uh, I guess, oh, you, you get that up, but... Uh, yeah. We just edit out this dead air. Yeah. Oh, did you have anything else, a question to ask or... Yeah, but don't you want to look... Oh, yeah, sketch? sorry. I thought you were going to yeah, ask yeah, me a yeah. question. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, man, I've got millions of questions. All right, wonderful. I'm one of the more ravenous hosts you'll come across. All right. So, okay, here's, here's, a, here's one that was very popular. Uh, <laughs> so okay, mate, sorry. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, I'll stop you there. <laughs> I just asked for a bit of a tutorial on the sketch. <laughs> Didn't ask for you, you know, you'd start bragging Do away. Do you hear at the views on this one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So this one starts with someone being arrested. Okay. And being read their Miranda rights, if you remember, like, you have the right to remain silent, X, Y, Z. That's the concept of that one. Mm-hmm. The first initial punchline that sets up the premise is the man being arrested says, uh, I've got a big penis. In response to him saying, like, anything you say – like we'll be on the record or whatever. I can't remember the exact. We'll be wording. used against you. We'll be used against you or something. We'll be used in a court of law, I think. Court of law. And the man uses this as an opportunity to get on the record that he has a big penis. Okay. So that's like the first. He's an opportunist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the premise. We and got the premise. So the premise is the Miranda having your Miranda rights read to that's you. That's the concept. The concept and the then premise. A premise has to have a a premise has to be funny in and of itself. Yeah. Or like subjectively funny. There's nothing funny about Miranda rights. That's just a concept. Oh, okay. And the premise, premise is that this guy has said he has a huge penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now we've got that situation, these two characters. Then we sort of work through that into like what happens. They go b- back and forth a little bit. He really wants to get this on the record. We have some jokes thrown in there. I assume the cop is like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you nailed it, man. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I'm trying to write a twist. So like what's the twist here? The initial, like the the most obvious twist you might think of is like, oh, maybe he actually does have a big penis. All right. Okay. Right. Um, what is the skin color of the gentleman? <laughs> it's me. It's absolutely me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So white, white as a sheet. Uh, so that's like, okay, maybe that's a punchline. Maybe that's a twist to it. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to keep, I just keep sort of uh, going through the sketch, writing dialogue until I come up with like another joke. And then maybe I try to twist that on its head. Uh, I think the second one. Uh, hang on, give me a, one second. That's right. Hey, this is very informative. Thank you, thank you. Okay, uh, so 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 okay, so I'm like, okay, he's a, he does have a big penis. First of all, we need to figure out how do we how are we going to show that twist? Yep. Like, how is that going to work on screen? So the part, the twist has to involve the premise. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. It's all I try to make it all very self contained, so it all yep. like sort of wraps up. So if neatly. the cop says like. What like oh is is your big penis blue? It's like we're getting off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or this like, is, this is or if like a third character 
comes in and is like, "What are you? Do- what are you guys doing?" It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. getting too far off. It's getting too track. far. Yeah, it yeah. all, it all. Try- I try to connect it all to the premise and make it. And all very do you neat. try to make them all about like one minute for TikTok? Yeah, or- yeah. About, so you, about you, a minute. You, so in your head, you're like, "We need to get to this twist with, yeah. within sort of a minute." Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So that twist is too obvious for me. So I'm like, "What's another twist?" Or I put in an earlier twist. So what I've done here is the the first twist of is it of it is that he's actually not being arrested for the thing that he thinks he's being arrested oh, for. So okay. so as he's spewing about like I got a big penis, he commit he confesses to murder. He's like so desperate to get that. He's like, I did it with my big penis or whatever. This is a bit blue. I apologize. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> the listeners appreciate that apology. We try uh, not to get too blue <laughs> on Get Around Me, but it so he confesses to the murder. The twist then is that he was actually not being arrested for murder. He was like being arrested for tax fraud or anything. So he was like, oh shit, I just confessed okay. to murder for this ridiculous thing. Um, and then the second twist, he's like, they're like, all right, get in the vehicle. He turns around and as he turns around, there's this like big whooshing sound and the cops get knocked over and it's like, he has a big penis. Yeah. So that's the, that's the sort of the second twist at the end. Yeah. So I sort of put this, the, the earlier twist in there to throw you off the scent of the sketch. Yeah. Um, and then hit you with another twist. Yeah, okay. So it's quite formulaic, you could almost say. It is in a way, yeah. So how do you – I was think I was – I wrote this down, but I also remembered it. Um, like, I guess now, like, it's all going so well and stuff. When you first started doing these sketches, mm. how, like, how do you know if something – because if I post, like, a stand-up clip, even if I post the stand-up clip and it gets, like, seven views and everyone fucking hates it <laughs> – or whatever. All seven people yeah. hate it. Yeah. Like seven views and seven dislikes. <laughs> Comments. <laughs> but but like it's I almost don't really care as much because like I was there in the room and I know the people in the room yeah, enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I guess it's the same with sort of uh do my own podcast. I don't mm. really know how good the po- like I kind of know if the podcast is good when I put it out. Yeah. But then you're sort of waiting for feedback. But something like this with the sketch. Have you put out some early on where you're like, oh, this is a banger, and then like six months later you're like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> like, or, like, do you like, know what I mean? No one likes because, it. Because like it's a one-man sketch that you yeah, write, yeah. direct, produce. Like, So do you know if something's like a banger before you put it out? or? So I've gotten better at it. I've gotten better at knowing and more confident. I used to be like my confidence used to be pretty low where I would like make something be like, fuck up. Does this make sense? Is this any good? But I, what I, I think or- you need that a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think it's important. What I would always do is I would send it to a friend. Oh. So I have this friend that I basically send everything to before it goes up. Oh, okay. And he tells me if it's good or not. Is um, he a pretty good radar? He's a pretty good radar. He's not like his sense of humor isn't always spot on. Like, Whatever else is, but like, you signed off on a couple that have eaten shit, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, dude, what the dude, fuck? You betrayed me. That's so funny. No, but sometimes, sometimes he'll tell me like, oh, it's good, but I don't find it that funny or whatever, and then it'll like crush on TikTok, and I'm like, yeah, told you. Oh, so really? he's not, yeah, he's not a perfect barometer by any means, but like, yeah, if it he sucks, is a barometer. If it sucks, he'll know. Yeah, he'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm always like, and then as soon as he tells me like it's good, I'm like, oh, of course it's good. What was I thinking? Yeah, I know. It's like it's it all absolutely clicks into place. terrifying how much feedback matters. Mm-hmm. Because like, so like no one really watches this pod, like we're not even filming this one, but uh, traditionally when I do the solo podcast, like 99% of the people that consume it listen to it. Yeah. 
So I only get like five YouTube comments a week or whatever. Yeah. Which is fine. But like if I get like uh if I get like three comments and two of them are like this podcast is good. Yeah. And the third one will be like your hat sucks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like if I just literally get like two comments saying this podcast is good. Yeah. I feel fantastic about yeah, the podcast. It makes it weak. Maybe one guy messages me on Instagram in the morning when it mm. comes out and he's like, love the podcast. Mm. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. Mm, mm. But it's like, and now I feel I feel fantastic. Yeah. But it's like, this is crazy that some 19-year-old kid in Footscray yes. can shoot me a message and have it completely dictate my mental state. Well, Like, what if it wasn't to his particular liking? Yeah, yeah, And it goes yeah. both ways. If I get one YouTube comment and they're like, this podcast sucks, I'm like, oh, I, I knew it. I, this episode is the worst episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. I'll tell you some good news and bad news. Hit me. Once you get big enough. <laughs> okay. When you're receiving so many of these messages, yeah. it all it's big, it, it dilutes itself. And it doesn't that's really true. That's true. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But you would not understand that at this point. But like, yeah, oh, sure I've had some videos go well. <laughs> I've had a couple. But uh, what's wait? What's the bad news? Uh well, it's bad news in the sense that like it doesn't have as much like a, a, a nice comment will be like, oh, I'm like who gives a fuck? Oh, dude, mean comments hurt so much more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Mean comments will still rattle me a bit. But yeah, I think we spoke about this before, like off air, but uh, mm. off air, <laughs> what is this, triple M? <laughs> but uh, yeah, like if someone uh, comments on my, like I got a comment, I posted like a YouTube short. Mm. Okay. And- uh, <laughs> Oh, hello. Yeah, hello. Uh. <laughs> Look, schedule, I'm coming. Uh. <laughs> anyway, uh, I posted this YouTube short of like a minute of my stand-up. Yeah. And now I'm pretty good. Like with my stand-up clips, I'm pretty, I'm pretty rock solid now because as long as I like it, that's sweet. Yeah. And also the internet's so wild, like that stuff isn't always a reflection of like what it's worth. Like I've had like a, like a stand-up clip. I don't like anywhere near as much as another one do like 10 times better. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But as long as I like the stand-up clip, then that's cool. Yeah. And uh, like the, I literally post this YouTube short and like three minutes later, this this person comments like, what the fuck is this comedy? <laughs> this is fucking awful. <laughs> Keep in mind, it's like a 55 second clip. Yeah, yeah. So it's like- So I haven't watched it all yet. <laughs> it's like- No, no, no. No, like it's like five minutes later. Oh, like okay, I'm, right, right. I, I don't doubt they watched it all. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not having to go at the validity of the opinion. Yeah, okay. But I'm saying like- that's so aggressive that yeah. I can't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? If they're so clearly like not your demographic and they so clearly don't get it, yeah, it's like, then, well, I could just disregard this. Yeah, but if 100%. it's like if it's like someone that you know or like maybe has commented before nice things, have you ever oh had that? Oh my god, dude! Like, I had this one where the guy was like, this this podcast comment. This guy used to always comment on my YouTube. I hope mm. he really meant what he said. He doesn't hear this. Yeah. Because he'll probably comment something even meaner. But uh, yeah. but this guy, he commented, he like commented every week on my YouTube for like a year or two. Love the pod. Yeah. And then one day I just post the podcast and he commented, he goes, well, looks like I've outgrown this. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, fucking hell dude. Holy that is- <laughs> fuck. <laughs> And dude, I, yeah, yeah, I would quit the podcast. Dude, it was <laughs> fucking brutal, oh dude. Oh my god, you've outgrown it. <laughs> what an indictment. He's probably like twenty two as well. Right. Shit, but stuff like that is so hurtful. Or like oh. just stuff like uh, 
Oh, you can see what this guy's trying to do. Or yeah, yeah, Something yeah. like that, a bit more subtle. Oh, yeah. you'll, you'll bloody, you'll get me. Yes. You'll keep me up at night, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I think I had another question just about the sketches, mate. Hit me. If I could just... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I already asked, um, did you ever put out the early ones that didn't make sense? But so you're like quite a... Quite dynamic, mate, if I may, if I may say so. Oh, wow. But... Like you're in doing all this sketch shit and video production and mm. like you got a lot of skills is what I'm saying. Sure, thank you. Like whereas I don't really have many. Yeah. <laughs> so like what do you like want to do? Like what would be like your dream project? Yeah. Like do you want to have your own sketch show on telly? Mm. Do you just want to do like your own live solo stand-up shows? <sighs> you want to do it all? Do you want to have a podcast? Do you want to be on Thank God You're Here? <laughs> Bring it back, dude. Uh, I'll tell you, I don't know. I try not to think about the future too much. Anxiety. <laughs> so, yeah, it scares me a bit. Very scary. But I'll tell you, I, I like doing stand-up and um, I'm growing to like the sketches more. I didn't like, for a long time, I felt like I was not enjoying making the sketches. Uh, really? Yeah, well. That's so funny because they seem like a fuckload of work to make. <laughs> that's why I wasn't enjoying them. Oh, that's why you weren't enjoying yeah, them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm thinking this guy's dragging himself through the mud for yeah. like 30 hours and he's not even enjoying it. Yeah, like- no, it was horrible. Um, well, yeah, because A, they are very, very difficult to make uh, and B, because I was doing it all myself. Yes. So now I've hired, hired someone to help write, to help shoot, edit. It's just like it's it's really changed everything. It's it's so much better. Um so now I do. I'm liking the sketches a lot more. I really like writing the sketches with like another person. Yeah. Um. The small ones that we sort of talked about before, they're they sort of need to be written just by me because they're like so. Like it doesn't help to have other voices pitching stuff and brainstorming with those. Well, because it does help. But now we're at two minutes. Now we're at three minutes. Yeah. We've got yeah all yeah. these ideas coming. Yeah. In. Yeah. I see. What and it, it's because it's so specifically about that twist. Like, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like. Other people jumping in is not going to help get to the twist. It just sort of has to be me. Yeah. Whereas like with the YouTube sketches, they're a lot more fun to write because it's just a lot of like silly jokes and like you can just riff and yeah. with another person. Yeah. So what are, your, what are your thoughts like on the one minute format? Because it is kind of frustrating really. Mm. Like, and I don't know what your experience is, but I've noticed like if I post a video on TikTok that's longer than a minute, like gets like seven views. Yeah. So I don't know if they really even want you to do that, even though uh, they said they said so, but... I don't know. I think it might just be your videos. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I should have clarified that. Um, <laughs> sorry, the videos I post are longer than a, a minute. They are bad. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> no, but like, I just find it like uh, artistically like not the best Limited, thing yeah. because... Who's writing these fucking 40 second bits? Like, it's fine if you're like kind of like for, a one line. stand up, yeah, no, it's not good. Yeah, but, and then I used to, I posted, uh, like, I had this three minute bit, mm. and like last year I posted in like three parts. Yeah. I was like, this yeah. is fucked. Like, part yeah. three is it's really shit out. Because, like, yeah. if, you, if I'm doing a three minute chunk of stand up, the last minute is cranking. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's standing on the shoulders of the first of two minutes. Yeah. You know, so I don't really like the one minute thing. I hope like this one minute thing is a trend. Yeah. It's, but also, it's a, selfishly, agenda mm. revealed. I My stand-up just tends to come out in three to four minute chunks or like mm. five minute chunks. Yeah. So the one minute thing's not really 
doing much for me. No. Yeah, no. I don't think TikTok is a good... It's not a good place for stand-up, really. Well, I mean, it is as well. Yes, I guess you, so. it's, <laughs> it's it's a great place for it, but it's you great just place need to for have Luke these, Kidgel stand up. It's a great place for <laughs> Luke Kidgel and people with short jokes. Yeah, yeah. But I think it is a fantastic place for stand up. Mm. Don't look at the comments, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just like the one minute thing. I don't yeah, know. Like, limiting, where do you yeah. think content goes from here? Because it can't get any shorter. It has to get longer. Well, I mean, TikTok just keeps making them longer. Yeah. Um, but what do you think will be like? We're obviously not going to be looking at fucking thirty second reels forever. No. Like right now, reels and TikToks are cranking. Yeah, and I think it's great. Like it's like you get so many more people to see your your stuff. Mm. But like, what do you think is the next thing? Oh god, I guess it'll probably be holograms or something. It's a, that's a, a big question. I don't know. I mean, you can't. It's just way too hard to predict. I don't think. Um, I mean, I think the short form content makes sense for where we are as a society. Like everyone's yeah. attention spans are so much shorter. hundred percent. I don't think, uh, I think there's always going to be a place for that or not always, but like, I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I don't know. YouTube still, still seems to be doing pretty great. Who, who do you think is, is the, the big dog in the yard? Is it YouTube? Well, oh, I, I I don't have the numbers, so I don't I don't know. I don't know why, but in my mind, you're you're like pretty clued onto this stuff. Yeah. Would you say you are, or I well definitely more than the average person, but yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah, know. Yeah. I don't really have any insights about like where it's heading and stuff. I yeah. mean, YouTube YouTube is definitely a better place for like creators. They get paid I think a lot YouTube's more. YouTube's great because you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, well, to an extent. To, to an, an extent. extent, they're not. Uh, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I had an Alex Jones episode of the podcast that. YouTube wasn't too fond of. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! You said the N word eleven times uh, in seven minutes, but no, guys, bit, bit of bants there. But yeah, but yeah, I guess like, well, no, I'm not a particularly edgy comedian. Mm, like, I like mm, saying edgy things every now and then for bants, but like, you know, it's not like I'm not like a ride or die like yeah. freedom of speech guy. Yeah, but I guess that's just conveniently how my comedy turned out. But I know some people say like the censorship on YouTube. Yeah, I've heard that Have as you well. had any issues with that? Or? Not personally, no. As no. I'm sure you can imagine, no. My, my stuff's pretty clean. But uh, yeah, I, no, I don't know. The, uh, the, uh, the, the thing that I think needs to change is I think creators need to get paid more because in Australia, they're not getting paid at all on TikTok or Instagram. Um, really? Yeah. But only via ads if they sell ads. And do like ad videos. Yes, but only in like America and a couple other countries. And even then it's like the amount they're getting paid. No, Australian is... TikTokers do ads. Oh, you mean like sponsored yeah, stuff I, as well? I mean yeah. like, you know. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Come and have a Carlton Draft. The best yes. beer is Carlton Draft, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sellouts. The lot of them. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you been? Have you done any ads on social I've media? I've never done any ads. No, yeah. neither. Yeah. Only because the ad offers I've got have been so pathetic. I'm like, the social credibility I will lose yeah. <laughs> is not worth the fucking $400. Yeah. And also, like, the ads I get offered, it's like, like I got offered, a, also offered, like, I never got it. Yeah. You know, like, they say, what would you do for this? You know, pitch you an ad or whatever. Yeah. Was I got, like, a Carlton Dry pitch. Right, right. And that was cool. But before that, it's, like, skincare brands. And I'm like... What do you think? 
Who do you think you're talking who you think, to? Who do you think's watching Billy Darcy's content? Yeah, yeah. who do you think's watching my content going like, God, what's the secret behind his skin? <laughs> you know, they've got like what's the elixir? freckles. Uh, <laughs> they're like, God, oh, Bill, do a skincare tutorial. <laughs> Like I'm like I mean I could do it if you want, but like uh, I'm just saying I'm saying how many sales are we going to be converting yeah. here? Because I don't think it'll be that many. Yeah, that's funny. No, I've never done ads. I I think I I think I could probably be making like a reasonable amount. I think I could charge like a few thousand for an ad on like TikTok. Oh, I bet you could, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to. Why not? Well, A, it takes a lot of time and the, like I'm already so like like the sketches take so long themselves. Like I don't really want to take away yeah. time from them. And B, I don't know, I just feel like I, I will do them eventually, I'm sure. But like, I don't know, I just, there's a soul cost to them, I think. There is a little bit, but yeah, I think uh, till the money gets of consequence. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, I always think like if someone offers me to do something for like $300 and I don't want to do it, mm. even like 500 bucks. People are like, oh, mate, like, it's an opportunity. And I think, like, yeah, it is an opportunity. But at the end of the day, this isn't going to do, like... No, it's if, not going to change. 400 bucks here, 500 bucks there, $300 there, 800 bucks here. It's like, at the end of the day, mate, I'm yeah. still having to work at Woolies two days yeah. a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, get, <laughs> yes. get me out of my seat. Otherwise, just fucking leave me alone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one time, like, people just offer you the shittest stuff mm. and expect you to be, like, grateful. Yeah. They're like, do you want to fucking... MC my daughter's baptism and it's like I don't and they're like oh come on mate it's showbiz like you've got to take every opportunity and it's like firstly mate you're a bricklayer don't talk to me about showbiz yeah. you piece of shit yeah and, oh. I don't no. know <laughs> no no don't, just don't get me started on the, the shit that people offer you yeah the, especially like mate you're doing doing stand up mate people offer you the shittest stand up gigs yeah and like if you say no they're like offended yeah and it's like well I've said no because it sounds crap mate. yeah <laughs> I've not got a vendetta against you. Like, you've described they, the opportunity. They have a real, like, beggars can't be choosers attitude. It's like, hey, man. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, beggars can't be choosers, but also, fuck you. What yeah. about that? You know? Yeah. But anyway, anyway I think I've got a couple more Hit things me. I wanted to ask you here. But, uh... I'm doing a Brisbane show, by the way, before this uh, comes out. If you're still listening, I'm doing a Brisbane show August If you're 11th. still listening... Mate, How well, come far? on, have some, confidence in, have some confidence in the episode. Sorry, I just thought, I was just thinking of this. I probably should have done this plug a lot earlier, but... Oh, to fine. be honest, we could probably end it here anyway. We're at 47 minutes, and this is traditionally a 45-minute podcast. True. So we got to three minutes here to, to trim, um, but I don't know. Um, it's interesting, this podcast. Like When I do like 41 minutes, mm-hmm. or God forbid I do 39, if mm. I do 39 minutes, mm. death threats in the inbox. Yeah. If I do 57 minutes, people will go, way too fucking long. Who do you think you are? Like, So I don't know. You can't beat them. You can't win them. But anyway, Ruben, mate, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks thanks for having me in your home Yes, in Melbourne. No, Appreciate welcome. that. Mate, you've got a big Brisbane show coming up at the start of August. So which, do August which 11. Which is just next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, a couple of weeks away. Yep. I'm August also doing... Uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm also doing uh, or Brisbane and Gold Coast headlining shows. Someone's giving me a headlining spot if you want to come to those instead. That's at the end of August, but my oh, Brisbane cool. show is um, August 11. Oh, know. mate, I'll fix that plug up for you right Please now. Please do. Absolutely fucking forget those headlining shows. <laughs> Let's go to Brisbane solo show and line his pockets. Yes. Okay? August 11. Thank you. Ruben solo on Instagram. 
Link in his bio for the tickets. Mm-hmm. I should be your fucking manager, mate. That's it. I He's also got a great smile and a ponytail that you can hold while you're... Okay, all right. <laughs> Guys, sorry about that. But, uh, anyway, Ruben, thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And uh, go see Ruben live. He's a fucking legend and a very talented young man. So appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now, I'm way too long.